Welcome to the Sold School Podcast. This is episode 12. I am your host, Will Mansour, and I'm here with my co-host, as always, Mr. Sean Anton Getty. What's up, Sean? What's up? What's up? You love that Anton poke there. That's a really, yeah, it's awesome. Today, we are going to talk about skills and how important skills are in real estate. Uh, You know, you can't execute something without a skill set. Um, and, and, you know, obviously the, the better your skills are, uh, the higher your income is and, uh, your experience level. So we're going to get into that, but before we get into that, um, I'm actually down South in Florida, sunny Florida. It's a balmy 26 degrees out right now at eight 20 in the morning, um, which we'll talk about in a sec, but Sean, I want you to share with everybody what just happened with you, which is pretty special you're sitting in your Tesla right now back in, in Canada and in Calgary, but where were you the past week or so? I uh, was just in Greece, so mostly Santorini. I was just in Greece. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, why were you? You were just in Greece. So what were, when did you decide to go and uh, why did you go? Yeah, so what happened is, um, you know, I'm pretty open with my background, right? Like we never grew up with a wealthy family and uh you know all that and then uh the last few years you know my my parents are getting close to retirement age but they're they're nowhere near retirement so i'm going to be helping them with that but the last couple years their birthdays have been really bad their birthdays are like two weeks apart and uh last year they they had the before covid they bought like this uh motorhome like super cheap like 25 grand but they bought a motorhome that they were gonna snowbird with right so there's six months in arizona and then six months in canada and um, so anyways, with COVID and everything, you couldn't go down there. So they went to go pick it up and bring it here. And uh, when they went down there, uh, first thing that happened is the motorhome broke. So they needed to like fix the engine. Uh, then the transmission went on the car that they pulled behind. So they had no car. Then the air conditioner broke on the thing. Wow. Uh, then all my dad's tools got stolen outside of the motorhome. And this is all with them trying to get back here. This is last year on their birthday. So they spent their last year uh, birthday in quarantine with basically subway ordered and that's how they spent their birthday and it was fucking horrible right yeah and uh, so this is on saturday now last saturday we're sitting talking and they're talking about how bad their birthday was and they didn't know what they were going to do this year for their birthday and this is literally saturday night and uh so i go to my mom they're, they're both in there talking i'm like well where's your dream vacation right i knew it was somewhere in europe but i can't remember where and my mom is like, Greece, we always wanted to go to Greece. We want to go for honeymoon, but we couldn't. And then we want to go for a 60th and we couldn't. And we go for a 20 year anniversary. We couldn't. There's always money, right? Hmm. And uh, I remember when they turned 60, all the kids were going to uh, pitch in to get them that trip. And, you know, it never ended up happening. So Saturday night, they're like, yeah, uh, we don't know what we're going to do for our birthdays this year, but we know it's going to be better than last year. And then, yeah, so I said, you know, where's your dream vacation? They said, Greece. I'm like, okay, cancel your week. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm going to cancel your whole next week, whatever you got, and we'll go to Greece. And she's like, we can't just get up and leave. I'm like, why not? <laughs> right? And she's like, when, when will we leave? I go, I don't know, the first flight out to Greece tomorrow, right? And she's like, we can't just leave tomorrow. And they had like some, like a doctor's appointment they had to cancel and call in sick for what's sake, but call in with vacation for work and stuff. And uh, so they told me no at first. And then I just started bombing them with pictures of Greece, right? I put them in a group text and I just kept sending picture after picture of the beach and Santorini and whatever. And I'm like, this could be you guys tomorrow, but you don't want to take a week off work, right? I go, I will pay you for your week at work. 
And uh, so, yeah, my mom called me back an hour and she's like, okay, we got it off. Let's go. She goes, what are we flying? I go, I don't know. I got to book the ticket. <laughs> so classic, <laughs> eh? classic, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and my, my parents, especially my dad is a planner, like a big planner. So this was stressful. So we booked, we booked the next ticket out to Greece and uh, we're in the airport layover in Toronto and they're like, where are we staying? I go, I don't know yet. They're like, what do you mean you don't know? I go, I haven't booked a hotel. I go, there's plenty of hotels. We'll figure it out, right? And you can see like the mind blowing with my dad. And um, when they travel, they stay at like, you know, Super 8 or, you know, Holiday Inn at best, you know, the $109, $89 a night kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, pretty normal rooms. And uh, we're looking through pictures of hotels like, oh, we can't stay here. We can't stay here. I'm like, guys, listen, it is 100% fine. We're, we're doing this the right way. We're don't look at any numbers, just pick the place that you think is the best. And then now, yeah, so we're looking and we found this like gorgeous resort in Santorini. And uh, yeah, so it's gorgeous resort. And um, yeah, I'm like, do you want a room with a pool or a hot tub or both? Right. Like, what do you mean a pool? I'm like, well, do you want a private pool? Do you want a private, like, what do you want? Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so they end up just, they said they wouldn't use the pool. So we got them a, you know, like a basically a bungalow villa with their own private hot tub that overlooked the ocean, which is pretty cool. Unreal. Yeah, and like even when we landed, um, we wanted to stay at a hotel that was close to the Acropolis, uh, so that we didn't have to worry about you know finding our way there because we we're only in Athens for the one day. And um, man, like Athens, I don't know if you've been, but it's a shit show. Like it's yeah. not nice in Athens. It's dirt. It's dirty. It's dusty. It's yeah, I've been uh, when the Olympics were on uh, last there. It was uh, pretty, you know, no disrespect to any of my Greek friends or followers, but uh, it's not the cleanest of places. It, it, you know, what you see in pictures and what actually is there are two different things. Yeah. Well, but the, the Acropolis is super cool, right? Amazing. Yeah. But the, the city itself, yeah. Right. Well, it's, it's the city's well over 2,000 years old. Like it wasn't built for today. No. So we, we stayed at a hotel that was like literally beside the Acropolis. Like it was like three minute walk, which is pretty cool. And I wanted a nice place, but again, we didn't realize how nice it was. We walk in and it's literally the whole front uh, foyer is so grand. It's all gold and brand new fresh flowers. There's bellhops everywhere and stuff. It's like completely different than the street. Than the street. And uh, my parents were like, holy shit, right? Like we can't stay at a place like this. I'm like, please don't worry about it. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that, and then uh, when we went to Santorini, same thing, the hotel, it was, it was probably one of the nicer hotels I stayed at. Like the, the cheap room, which was theirs was almost a thousand euros a night. So, wow. right. So imagine that. Right. And, uh, and our room, they, they upgraded us, but ours was probably about 1300 euros a night where we were staying. So times two, what is that? 2300 euros a night just for the room. Yeah basically and uh yeah like it was just and my parents again you know they don't want to spend no money so i'm like well let's rent quads for a couple days and let's tour the island and they're like oh it's too expensive like guys stop right like literally just please stop and then i was talking to my mom i'm like look like i had two deals that closed this morning i go i paid for the trip five times over i go like please stop stressing about money but we that's how we grew up right yeah and uh, yeah, so it was pretty cool. And just to like, I know where we're going with this one, but to think, uh, it's funny as I was checking my Equifax, right? I don't know if you guys monitor your credit scores, but you should. 
So I was in there checking my Equifax and I was looking at when my last missed payments were, and they were literally about two years ago. So imagine, you know, two years ago, we're uh, missing mortgage, missing phone payments, stressing about money, stressing about food, stressing about everything. And within two years, and we'll segue into skills, but within two years of, you know, working on yourself, working your skill set, being diligent with your business, you could go from dead broke to we bought a house cash, got a shit ton of investments. I'm looking at buying a business right now uh, and going on vacations whenever you want on a whim. And I haven't done the math yet, but I'm sure I'm sure I'm somewhere between like 15 and $20,000 we spent last week on vacation. That's like who goes crazy. on <laughs> who goes on a vacation for like 15 20 g's with without even thinking about it just let's go tomorrow right that's crazy yeah so, i love that though that's uh that's really cool and you know to your point two years ago uh when i knew you i met you over two years ago um coming on up on three but uh we we had different conversations then than we have now we weren't having conversations about you traveling on a whim with your in, in Sean Getty fashion last minute to Greece uh, with no plan, which is so cool. And, and now creating memories for your parents uh, to, and to be able to financially do that for them and give them that. It's really not about the money. It's about the gratitude and the and the that feeling uh, that you get uh, just by I did this for my parents. Right. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot. I mean, we could go really deep into that, but I, I don't think any of that would have happened unless you uh, did what you had have done in the past two, three years with skills development. And, um, you know, it is a good segue into skills. And, you know, I, like, I, like I'm broadcasting here today from my house in Florida. Um, you know, this house is bigger than the one I own in Toronto and I own a pretty good size house there for Toronto, uh, outside of Toronto, actually. But this, I'm living here rent-free right now uh, because of skills I developed along the way. Like, I'm sitting here in this place. Uh, it's 26 degrees out, gorgeous house, gorgeous pool, everything. And I'm, I'm sitting here talking to you guys rent-free uh, because other people are have paid my expenses. And I have a, a lot of money that I make uh, that I actually funnel back into this house in renovations and updates uh, as a result. But I'm living here rent-free. I've been here since last Sunday. This is day number eight. Now I'm leaving today uh, and I'm coming back in 10 days. And when I come back in 10 days, we're redoing all our floors. I'm again here rent-free. And when I come back in July with my family for two weeks, because my kids have never been here and they want to come here, I'm back here for two weeks rent-free. So it. it's, yeah, it's it's skills, uh, skills to pay the bills, as I say. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that you and I, uh, you know, it's like I, I take a hockey player. Like, let's talk about the best hockey player in the world. And there's no argument. It's Connor McDavid. OK, without even Connor a second. What? Yeah. Without even a close comparison. Not even close. Not even close. And so when you look at a guy like Connor McDavid, um, people uh, misunderstand certain things. They think, oh, he's he spent his whole life getting to where he is today, and now that he's good, he's amazing. But he is the one who day in and day out practices the fundamentals. Every day, even as a, an Edmonton Oiler and as the best player in the world today, 
he still needs to practice the fundamentals. He still needs to work on his skills to make sure he stays at the top. And what I find in our business is a lot of agents don't work on skills at all. They gather their uh, skills through experience, right? Rather than saying, okay, today I'm going to focus on this and I'm going to do this skill, this skill, this skill, this skill. I mean, we've said it a thousand times. I mean, there's a bunch of different skills you, you really need in our business and we'll get, we're going to cover them, but our business is relationships, right? And if you can't, you know, listen and, and talk 70, 30, that's a skill, right? Like that is a skill list. Being able to listen to somebody for 70% and talk for 30 is a skill. How do I work on that skill? Well, maybe count to two before you're about to speak because a lot of people don't listen well, which is a really important skill in relationships, right? Is listening. And they're, they're, they're not even computing what the person they're talking to is saying. They're just anxious to spit out what they want to say next rather than processing it and thoughtfully answering it, right? So, I mean, listening, uh, articulating, negotiating, um, you know, empathy, these are all different types of skills that are that have nothing to do with paperwork or real estate. These are just people skills, right? Yep. Like if you were to say, if I was to ask you, what is the number one skill you think, and this might, I'm putting you on the spot here, uh, okay. a, person, a person in our industry should possess no matter what. If they don't work on anything else, what's the number one skill you think people should should keep working on every day. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to worry about putting me on the spot this one. I, I talk about this a lot. I think about this a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, it's the skill to learn and the skill to build skills. Right. I think and a lot of people don't understand this, um, especially like, you know, you and I, we coach so many new agents and even like, you know, agents that have already been around for a long time, but still need help. Right. Well, we all need help. But um, what I find is so many people, uh, they want the, the gold at the end of the road, right? At the end of the path. And what they don't realize is the, the gold, uh, the pot of gold isn't at the end of the path. The pot of gold is the skills you learn along the path. That's your pot of gold, right? And if you look at like, let's say lottery winners, you know, how, what percentage of lottery winners still have their money two years after they win? It's like less very than low. 10%. Probably very yeah. low. Yeah. Yeah, over 90% are broke within two years. And it's because, yeah, it's crazy though. And they win millions of dollars, some of them hundreds of millions, right? Hundreds of millions of dollars and they're broke within two to three years. Broke, broke. And um, what happens is they never had the skills to deal with that type of money. So like a super prime example, like somebody in my own family, addicted to bingo, crazy thing. Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> and uh, they had a big win. It was like 80 grand, 90 grand, something like that. And this is, I was young. So I was like probably 20, 20 something when they won this. So what's that? Yeah, because you're, you're so fucking old right now, eh? Fuck. <laughs> anyway, sorry. When I don't got my hair trimmed and stuff like this, I feel like I look 10, 15 years older. Sasquatch uh, in Calgary. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, but they won that money and it was probably, you know, 150 of today's dollars, let's say, right? So a good chunk. 
and they'd spent it all in under a year completely spent and like all they did is they bought a, a shitty car like a dodge neon or something uh cash and then they prepaid their rent for a year and then they just played more bingo that's it and they're like oh you know it's good we can live easy we don't got a car payment and we don't got uh rent due and i'm like you guys won back then especially imagine let's say 2005 2006 imagine if you won 80 g's and you would have bought a piece of property uh, what is that 80 what is that 80 g's worth today yeah, no, it's it's a valid point, and I don't think it even matters if you're a you know somebody that won at bingo. Pro athletes, I mean, how many pro athletes do we know that are broke, and they're making more money in a year than some people would make, or a lot of people would make in a lifetime, but they don't have the skills. They don't have the skills to manage their money, or they don't really know how to read people. They hire these people to take care of their finances, and then they they they, you know, steal their money, you know, they're not on top of things. Their job is to, to, to do the sport, whatever it is they're playing. And they, they think these other guys are, have their back and they're actually taking advantage of them and stealing from them because the athlete doesn't have the proper skill set to manage. Right. Exactly. And you're, I'll give you a real good example of a conversation I had uh, while I was in Greece, actually with one of our guys, uh, newer guy trying super hard. Like the, this guy is truly given a 10 out of 10 effort. Right. And uh, he's, I think he's maybe six weeks in now with a license and it hasn't popped yet. And he's got so many deals that are on the brink. And I remember that was me too. Right. When I started, I'm like, ah, I'm so close to deal. I'm so close to deal. And stuff just keeps falling apart in your hands. Right. Mm. And uh, I was talking to him. He was a little discouraged. And um, I was talking to him. He was a little discouraged. And he's like, when's it going to finally happen for me? And I'm like, you know what, dude, it is happening for you right now. Mm -hmm. I go, so he's, he's doing big on door knocking, right? And I said, you need to focus a little more on social media. Your door knocking is good. And we'll talk about this in a second here. Um, your door knocking is, is good that you're doing that, but you need to expand everything else that you're doing. But anyways, all of this stuff will eventually turn into a mountain of deals like in a moment for you. I go, but it's not the deal that you want. It's the skills that you're developing while you're knocking doors. And I go, what are the skills you're developing right now? I'm asking him, right? What are the skills you're developing right now? And he's like, well, I'm, I'm really good at starting quick conversations with people now. I'm like, are you better at starting a three-second conversation than you were a month ago? He goes, oh, it's a night and day. I'm like, there's a skill you built. That is the gold. Beautiful. Right? I go, how quick are you at reading people to be able to change directions in the conversation? Or if they're looking for an investment, they're looking to move, they're looking to sell. Like what, what type of, uh, how quick and good are you at reading that type of conversation now? He's like, it's insane. He goes, when I started, I didn't know what to say. I would just say the same thing over and over again. Now I could tell with the way that people were responding to me, uh, which way I can move the conversation, right? I go, so there's the goal. There's a skill that you just added, right? Uh, one second. Uh, you still there? Yep. Okay, one sec. My car turned off, so I got to turn on. Uh, John's me. having uh, technical difficulties yeah. in the task <laughs> So uh, yeah, the, the part too long. The car turned off. Yeah, his uh, his voice actually sounds different now. For those listening, it's uh, it's uh, Elon Musk just did something to his car, and now he sounds better. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I'm on my phone speaker now, so yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. So I go. So that's the gold, right? It's not the deal that's the gold. It's those skills you're acquiring. I go. What else? Right. I go. How much more determined are you, or how much more resilient do you feel? 
today versus a month ago, right? I go like before when you were knocking doors, you might only get through 10, 15 doors before you get discouraged. Now, you know, 50 doors or 60 doors are easy, right? And he's yeah. like, yeah, it's a night and day difference. And I'm like, see, that is the gold. The gold isn't the deal, right? Because that's a one-time gold. The gold is the skills that you've developed over knocking those doors. And for you guys that know me, like I started knocking doors. Um, I believe in 100% social media now. But I think that everybody should go knocking doors for a while. And they should go making calls for a while. And they should do everything. Because what happens is you will develop skills inside those tasks that will help you convert all conversations. Right? 100%. And, you know, I think, I think people are like, like I said, when we started talking, a lot of people don't really think about this stuff. They just wake up and they do whatever they do. Uh, they're not, they don't have their finger on the pulse of skills. And not only like this guy we're talking about, he thought he was waiting for things to pop and things already were popping. He just didn't know because he wasn't consciously thinking about the skills he was developing along the way he was just thinking about deals and measuring his success in deals, which yeah. everyone's guilty of, right? Yeah, 100%. And I've been working so hard. I got no deals coming in. I got nothing. But what have you been doing? And there's probably a long list of really good stuff that you've been doing as an agent, but your focus is on the deals. It's on the money and it should never be on the money. You're going to fail. It's got to be on your development, on the gold, which is the skills, right? Yep. And so it's funny you talked about Conor McDavid because that was the same example that I gave actually when we were talking. I said, do you think uh, Conor McDavid at 15 versus Conor McDavid today? I go, which one's better? He goes, well, obviously today. And I think, do you think it's because 10 years went by? Or do you think it's because 10 years of 10 hours of days of practice went by? And he goes, it's 10 years of 10 day, 10 hours a day of practice. I go, exactly. I go, it's not that he just magically got better because he was older. It's because this guy practiced every single day. And that's what made him better. And that's what I tell, I tell well, him, but I tell everybody, right? I go, listen, if, if you, they, they say all the time, right? The he who loves the walking the road will walk further than someone who loves the destination, Right. right. So, and how do you learn to love the road? And it's, you learn to love the road by understanding that the road is where you develop your skills and skills is where you get the gold. And if you have that mindset, you're not so much worried about the destination because you know, you're going to get there and to many other, other ones. Right. Yeah. yeah and, and with skills, like I'll just pop in for a sec. Like I, I use this example with my own son, like the, you know, every minute you're not practicing your task, someone else is Right. Yep. And that's someone else is your competition, whether it's in sport or in business, that every time you're not practicing, you're there's somebody else out there like Connor McDavid in the hockey sense or you and I in the learning sense of skills that are practicing their skills to get better every day. And you got to be aware of that. Like if a day or two goes by and you haven't done anything to, to sharpen the saw, well, it's time to start figuring out ways so that days don't go by where you don't sharpen the saw you know what i mean well and, and here's where people get get stuck because they don't know they're like okay i want to learn what do i do right so let's dive into some of these things here and uh so it's funny this is uh right before i left so about a week and a half ago uh, i've got an out-of-town buyer from toronto 
and they're looking at like that mid million dollar range home out here. So like, like three times our benchmark, right? So that'd be like a luxury, luxury deal. And we've talked about this many times in the past, but there's so many, you know, TikTok and YouTube realtors out there right now, which is, is one amazing skill to have, but so many of them aren't developing any of the real skills. Right. And so I'm up against uh, a super popular YouTube realtor. Right. So this one, this person's out like, like everybody around knows who it is, Right. And so we're, we're doing a deal together and not together. Sorry. We're both the buyer agents and then obviously the listing agent. So my clients have a, a max budget that they don't want to go over. And I tell them, you know, that's probably not a real number, but we'll give it a shot and see how it goes. So I go to talk to the listing agent and like, that's a whole skill on its own that we can dive into. Talk to the listing agent, become coffee worthy make friends find out who the other agent is. And when I find out the other agent, I find out if we got some commonalities there, we did. And so now they're helping me uh, curate a deal that's going to win, right? And I'm like, so what's it like dealing with them? Like, what did the offer look like? And the listing realtor goes, it was such a mess. This person wanted to include everything in the house to a point where they forgot the appliances. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they go, they got so detailed as in like, pictures and flower pots and chairs and couches and this that they literally didn't include the appliances <laughs> i'm like so did you tell them like no <laughs> so now if this person gets the deal right they're going to be let's say 15 to 20 g's minimum of appliances missing right and you know what you missed it it's in the contract it's right there so we ended up not getting the deal because my clients didn't want to go to the price they needed to go to win. That's, that's fine. Sometimes that happens. But here's what I'm talking about, about that mentality where, uh, you know, you got a multi-million dollar client where you're talking, you know, tens of thousands of dollars of commission and you miss something that simple, right? And yeah, like it's, we all make mistakes. We all, stuff happens. But this is what I'm talking about, about like, you know, are you uh, focused on the right things? Are you building the right skill sets? Are you being diligent in the deals that you're writing and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, so. and it's, it's funny you bring that up because there's a guy where I live and no disrespect to any of the, the 24, 25-year-old millennials who are getting their real estate license now and they're, they're social media superstars in their own mind and, and the, some of the content they're putting out from me, I'm, it's so transparent what's going on. Um, and we have people in our group who are in that age group that put out really amazing stuff. It's value. But I saw one last week and, and this guy's skills are good on social, but to your point, what kind of agent is he? Right. And, and, you know, where is his skill set on the agent side? Is it really lacking? And, and what this post was, he was going on how, he, he, this guy wanted to buy a house and he said no. And because he said no, he told him to buy this other house. And because he bought this other house, he made $300,000 in profit. And I'm like, like, I call bullshit right away. Like I'm calling bullshit right away. Cause when I watch this reel, all I look at is this guy is, uh, is, is, is insecure because he wants you to know through social media that he potentially made his client $300 by, by advising him not to do this and do that. And look at me, I say I made my guy 300 grand. That post, I mean, it's their social media superstars, but 
And, and if you look at it, you would think, oh, man, this guy, if you didn't know what you were looking at, uh, well, that guy's great. He must have so- saved his client 300 grand. But he's probably done one or two deals in his life, you know, um, and, and you can tell it, it really is, you know, and I've told people in our group, don't I send that 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 reel out. Don't post shit like this because. It's, it's not benefiting you by saying me, 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 me. There's no value in those posts. Um, and and, and on, the, on the surface, you might look at that agent and go, wow, that agent's really good. Yet, like your guy out West, he forgot 20 grand worth of appliances. So it's great that you're a social media superstar in your own mind. And you spend all these times and have a videographer posting all this shit or your Instagram bitch, as I always say. Like, who's fucking <laughs> filming this shit? You see these guys and then you see a guy or a gal and they got these glamour shots of them all dressed up on their phones. Like, look at me. I'm always doing deals. Me, me, yeah. me, me, me. It's all bullshit. And, you know, unless <laughs> you look through it, like, and I always, I always comment, especially some of the guys and gals that I know, I'm like, who's your fucking Instagram bitch? Who's taking these pictures of you when you could be having conversations with people yeah. and doing business? Those pictures are not a skill. Don't do that shit. I mean, do whatever you want. I don't really care. But I think I got a good tr- enough track record to say there's better value you could be putting out there as a skill than yeah. get about you. Well, if if that's your only thing, for sure. I think there's a there's a good place for those, but the right way, right? It's a um, percentage of the entire picture. It's not yeah. a high percentage, right? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's I, um, me anyways, I don't need to get dressed up in my best clothes and have a picture of me holding my phone, uh, making it look like I'm working when I haven't done a deal in six weeks. Yeah, no, pe- people know you're working when you're working, right? Right. I think uh, another really good way for uh, for people to build a skill, uh, like a really, really good way for people to build a skill is through blogs. And uh, the reason why I say this, and I encourage our group to do blogs every week, and I would encourage any new agents out there, or even agents that have been around for a while, if you don't feel like your education portion is all that strong, is make a blog about anything and everything that comes up. So for example, if you're in a house with somebody and someone looks at, let's say a furnace, right? HVAC. Some people don't even know what HVAC means, right? Like they, they have no idea what the acronym is for. Yeah. So look at the HVAC system, right? Or the furnace or air conditioner or whatever. And the, uh, the buyer, let's say, asks a question and they have no idea what the answer is. It's okay not to know the answer. Like that's hundred percent fine, but it's not okay to continually not know the answer, right? So let's say someone asks you a question about a furnace. Is this a high efficiency or a low efficiency furnace? Well, if you don't know how to tell by looking at the furnace, that's something that you should look up, right? And then once you look it up, there's going to be YouTubes, there's going to be Google, there's going to be all this kind of stuff about it that you can figure out, or you could talk to uh, an HVAC installer or even a home inspection. When you're on a home inspection, they, they likely know as well. So by looking at a, a furnace, you could usually tell if it's a high efficiency or low efficiency. And uh, so if you don't know, then by you writing a blog about it will force you to dig up all of that information, get the history on it of why and what and what to look for and the good, the bad, the ugly and all that stuff. And now that's a bit of educational skill that you can add to your next buyer. But not only that, now you can make a promotional video about it the next time you're a house. 
hey guys, I'm just here with my buyers, blah, blah, blah. And I know that this is a low or a high efficiency furnace because of that, right? Or here's how you can tell that there's air conditioned rough in and you can see the, you know, the pipe with the wrap around it or whatever it is. So now every time that you're out and that you get stumped on something, totally fine, but you should consciously go and write a blog, whether you post it or not, but by writing a blog, and if you post it to your website, it's perfect, but write a blog, get detailed information about it. And then once you get detailed information about it, post reels, post videos, post YouTube. You can repurpose the blog too. You can, you can put it on your website and repurpose that link on, on Facebook or wherever, right? LinkedIn, social media, right? Repurpose top of mind. Look at this guy. Look at this girl. They know what they're talking about. They're not transactional door openers. They don't walk into a house, open a door and go, so what do you think of the kitchen? Do you like the color? Yeah. And without even opening up the cabinets underneath to see what type of plumbing is under there. Right. Which is another whole can of worms you can open up. But I, I, I would wonder how many people know the difference between plumbing and, and these blogs are a really good way to develop your skill set uh, with knowledge on the house that you were selling. Like you should be able to know everything about the house, what's in there. And, or if it's not in there with well, the pros and the cons, you're selling a house. You're not opening a door, right? So if there, and a really good way, I like what you said there about the blog. It's really important for those listening that if you are in a house with buyers and they don't, they ask you a question you don't know the answer to, make sure you always have your notepad open on your phone and put those questions in your notes. Those are blog entries right there, you know? How do you know if this is a high efficiency furnace or not? I don't. Oh shit, I better figure that out. And the notepad, boom, you got a blog a blog subject there. I mean, there's and how, and how powerful is this? You go to your buyers and you're like, "You know what? I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to find it and get back to you." And then you get back to them later that day with a fucking blog. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a like a thousand word essay back to them. Yeah. What 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 do you think that's going to show uh, them about you as a person, right? Where do you think that trust level is going to be like, holy shit, like they really research this, right? Or, you know, uh, one of our social strategies is always, you know, I was dealing with a buyer, they asked me, I was dealing with a seller, they asked me, right? In the stories. But I would say for me, the majority of the time is people are asking, asking, me, the, asking me those questions. Uh, but the amount of times where someone will ask me something and then I'll put it on my story later and then, because all of my business comes from social media, so obviously that buyer, that seller is going to see it. They're like, oh, yeah, that was me. Uh, right? I remember when you told me that. We're excited about it, right? Yeah. Like you, you're talking about me right now. Like, yeah, you're talking, talking about, about our showing that we were on, right? And, yeah. Uh, you can even tag them in that post so that they know that, hey, you know, you put it out there. And, and uh, yeah, I, I love that. I love repurpose, repurpose, repurpose. But to your point you are consciously aware when you are doing stuff, what skill you are trying to build, right? It's like conversations in real estate. You know, the, the agent that has the most conversations every day wins. Yeah. So when you get up in the morning or the night before, before you go to bed in your routine, either evening or morning, you should be saying to yourself, how many conversations did I have today? Or how many conversations am I going to have tomorrow? And what skills did I get better at today? Did I get better today? Did I really get better today? Um, it's a great question to ask because people are so busy with life 
that you will never ask that question. And a good way to do it is you can put a cue card beside your bed uh, or listen to something that you record into your phone before you go to bed or when you wake up. What did I do today to get better? Now, you're not going to get better every day right away. But when you become more consciously aware of skills building, you're going to find ways to get better. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You're going to find ways to build skills. And you're not going to invest your time into stuff that doesn't allow for you to build your skills and get better. Yep, 100%. And here's another thing to, uh, to really keep in mind when we're talking about skill building skill building (laughs) um to build the whole skill right so for example we see a lot of people that they'll they'll basically read the headline or they'll you know see the 30 second video post about it whatever and they'll be like okay that's good enough i learned that but one of the things that i attribute to to my success why you know i was able to build quote unquote so fast is because i dove deep into everything and I really wanted to understand everything about whatever the particular prospecting method I was doing or, you know, whatever the subset skill was, uh, I wanted a deep understanding of it. And I did, I went in and by me thoroughly understanding everything was able for me to, uh, like expedite the results after. So again, a really good example, talking to another agent, uh, about skills and um, so we have the five-day training, right? The, the GSP yep. program. Yep. And I was talking to somebody and they were talking about warm calls, right? And they're like, I'm going to make a warm calls. And, you know, what, what do you think I should say with this? And what do you think I should say with that? And then my first response was, did you watch the training? And like, well, yeah, I watched most of it. I'm like, no, like, did, did you watch the training? Because it, it sure doesn't sound like you watched it. All <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, oh, well, no, I was just, I was so excited to go and start working that I just wanted to, to uh, get started. I'm like, okay, like, you know, enthusiasm is great, right? The, the energy is right, but you're put in the wrong place. Yeah. So now imagine this. Let's say that you're a car tuner, right? And you go out and you buy a car and you tune it up and whatever, and you got a thousand horsepower. How quick is that car? A thousand horsepower, pretty fucking fast. Yeah. Okay. How really? quick is that car? How quick is that car in neutral? Doesn't move. Now move. Right. I said, what you're doing is you're, you're redlining in neutral and you're going to blow your engine. <laughs> right. I said, that's what, that's what you're doing. 100%. Because you're not in gear. And what I mean by gear is you're out here making your warm calls, which is amazing. I'm, I'm actually so happy to hear that you're making warm calls, but I'm actually even more upset that you never went through the training and you're wasting the warm calls. Yeah. Right. Cause I'm asking them, you know, how's the conversation going? How's the conversation going? And as they're telling me, I'm like, I know that you never listened to the training. And then when I asked him, answered, you know, mostly truthfully. And then, you know, me, I dig into it. And then I find the answer that I'm really looking for. And uh, yeah, it's, I don't know why people still try to lie to me. I'm like, listen, like, <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's so funny. Anyways. Yeah. Like you're, you're acting like I didn't build this off experience. Like, I, like, I, like I'm thinking about that. This, uh, these, these work in practice. I go, no, no, I practice these, and that's why I know that they work, and I yeah. know that you're doing it. <laughs> so, um, anyways, yeah. So, uh, once they understood that, they went back to watch the training, and they came back, and I'm like, oh, I get it. That makes so much sense. Why this wasn't happening, and this wasn't happening. And I said, we, I outlined all of your questions in detail, what the response is going to be, what your objection handling should be, how you should move left or right, depending on what they say and everything and go from there. I go, it's all laid out for you. 
right? So now just put your car in drive. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's huge. And I, I think it goes back like to what we do with goal setting. Um, a lot of people say uh, they want to do X, Y, and Z, right? They want to make the warm calls, but they have no roadmap to get to where they need to be to make the road call, the warm call successful. In this case, there's the training on it. Um, and I think we can get a little deeper here because let's say you want to develop the skill of warm call. Well, we've given you the roadmap to get to that skill, but you have no accountability in between to act, actually achieve that skill on the road. Am I making sense here? So say I have a goal of, I want to be, I want a skill. My goal is develop the skill of warm call. Okay. I have to get from A to Z. That's the, that's the road, the start of the road to the end of the road. Okay. Now we've given you the, the, the tools to develop that skill from A to Z, but it's on you to make sure that you develop the skills from A to Z that are given to you. And if you can't do that, then you need an accountability partner to hold you accountable to develop the skills from A to Z. And there's a lot of other things you can do in that, in that skill building to get there, whether it's, you know, do uh, role playing calls with your accountability partner or not uh, somebody that's just, you want to do it or by trial and error. But in this case, this person was at A in neutral and he wasn't moving to Z for a lot of reasons. And that happens with a lot of skills that people uh, want to develop. They have, they're like skill goals. I want to, and you know, this is a good exercise for everybody who's listening. What are your top 10 skill goals you want to achieve in the next six to 12 months? And of those skill goals, how deep do you want to go with developing those skills? Okay. And of those, those, how deep they are, because like Sean said earlier, you don't want to just go to the surface. We're not reading the preface of the book here. We're going through every chapter for every skill. We're going deep here, folks. What is the roadmap? What is the, the, the journey for each of those skill goals you need to do to get from A to Z, right? Does that make sense? So you have uh, go 10 goals that are skills. And in order to develop all those skills, you got to go deep, 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 deep undercover on those skills. And once you develop those, the roadmap there, what are you going to do to achieve it? And those goals, those skills goals, because I'm telling you right now, and we, we deal with it day in and day out with, with people we, that we know, like, and trust in our group. Skills development is something that is just touched upon. It's not 100% focused upon. And the reason why is because people need money. They're focusing on the deal, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it, yeah. it is what it is. I get it. Now, you and I are in a position where we're, and, and a lot of people we know are in a position to, to really focus on skills. But just because you're making half a million bucks a year, you still need to focus on skills. Well, how do you get to a million? You have to. How do you get to, you get to a million one, a million two, yeah. million three? I talked to an agent who was in Florida 
And it was fucking embarrassing to listen to her talk. She called me and, and we were talking about work and stuff. And this is what came out of her mouth. Oh, I don't need to learn anything. I've been in the business for 20 years and I do just fine. And I would, I said to her, are you fucking kidding me? I just heard that out of your mouth. She's yeah. like, yeah, why? And I'm like, what do you mean? You're just fine. You know, everything you are perfect at everything. Is there, are there, you do every single skill perfectly. Are there people that are way better than you in your market? Probably. She's like, well, oh. I'm, I'm good. I'm content. Okay. Fair enough. I get it. You've got to a state in your life where you only want to work so much, but there are skills you could still work on every day. And, yeah. and one of the things I said to her was you telling me that shows me that you are deficient in a skill, right? I'm building don't, skills. Yeah. Don't sit there and talk to me. Like, sorry, how do you get out of the front door every day? Is your head too big to put your shirt on? Like, you know, <laughs> Be humble. There's a skill you can work on, honey. Be humble. But, you know, I don't know how many people are like, they're content. And not being content is a skill. Like, well, I'm, I, I made half a million bucks in that last year. I'm good. I'm perfect. I don't need to work on, on anything else. I'm good. I'm content. I made a half a million bucks. So fucking what? I don't know if it's, uh, if content is the word, but it's, they're, I think people could get so nestled into the comfort zone that they don't want to get out of it. You know what I mean? It's so comfortable that there's, there's no need to tackle fear, to try something new, to go after that kind of stuff because they're, you know, they hit their income cap trap and all those kind of things. And, and they're, you know, they're very deep and stuck inside their comfort zones is one. I think uh, another thing I want to touch on with this one, because we could talk for hours and hours about this the whole skills part. But another one is um, people giving themselves enough time to actually let the skill build, right? Enough time, enough repetitions, enough, uh, just enough, well, reps, really. So if you think about it, right, any any skill, like let's say, let's take social media. Social media is the, the main one at the moment, right? And somebody might try it for a week or a month or even six months and it doesn't work for them, Right. And like, ah, it's not working for me. It's not working for me. I'm like, well, this is a master skill. Like this, this is the highest level of prospecting that we have available to us today. At the moment, there's nothing higher. 100%. So what makes you think that you can do this for two weeks or four weeks or three months and be a master at it, right? You need to give it time. And if you think about it, like how much time and how much money and how much everything are you investing into that skill? right? So like, let's take a, a normal career. Let's take Jackie's a nurse, right? Or no, teacher, sorry. Teacher, yeah. Teacher, sorry. You know, how long did she go to school to become a teacher? Oh, six, seven years. Right. So six, seven years she took to become a teacher of a full-time student, right? So like, I don't know. She you started uh, full-time in 2004. Uh, as a teacher or as a student? As a teacher. No, but let's say like like her education to become a teacher. You know Seven what I mean? Years. Seven years. Seven, right? And then and how many, like here, let's do the math. Did you get your calculator in front of you? Because I'm on yeah. my phone. Yeah. So so let's say five days a week times what, eight hours a day? Yeah. Times what, 10 months a year probably? Because two months off in the summer? Yeah. Times years. How, how many hours is that? Like 3,000. 3,000 hours, 
right? And we we want to be the top of the top. Wait, that's three thousand <laughs> just to get a job. Just to get the job, you ain't okay. even good. <laughs> yeah, she's not even good at it yet. She's not even good at it yet. Then she gets the job. In, I mean, sorry, babe, but then she gets the job <laughs> at two thousand four, and yeah. now she's seventeen years deep. Okay, so let's go forty hours a week. Okay, times four. Let's say they work um, fifty-two weeks in a year. Let's say they work forty weeks a year, right? So yeah, fifteen yeah. hours a week times forty is sixteen hundred times seventeen years is twenty-seven thousand two hundred hours. I think she's a pretty fucking amazing teacher, personally. Like she's she loves her job. She's good at it, and twenty-seven. Thousand hours. So she was great, right? She well, probably was. If you take probably her, great at ten thousand of it, which is the benchmark, right? The ten thousand yeah. hours. So to your point, <laughs> and I, I giggle about this because it's funny. Oh, you know, I tried social media for three, four weeks, and it didn't work. I'm not good at it. For, yeah, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. <laughs> You're not even in the teaching phase yet. You're not even out of the shit phase. Never mind the yeah. phase where you're good at it or starting to work at getting at being good at it. And that that goes for every skill, right? Yeah. And that's that's the managing the expectations part of the skill development. Like, you know, just know and understand that every day you do the skill, you get one percent better, right? Or more. Or more. But or less. You get out of it what you put into it. You put nothing into it, you get out nothing out of it, right? So work on it every day. That's why I always say get better every day. Like and better never stops. It never, ever, ever stops. Uh, but a lot of people give up, right? Because they see they see your success and they want your success, but they don't realize the blood, sweat, and tears and time that went into getting your success. Which is what you and I talked about at the beginning. They want the pot of gold right away, right? They uh, want the it right away. The yeah. pot of gold, the road. That's right. But they don't understand that it's going to take a lot of time to get there. And you got to manage that expectation. Like, I know it's, listen, the way our business is built, I have a goal of where I want to be in five years. Some people would be like, oh, you can get there in two or three years. No problem. But for me, I'm like, nope, I got other goals and, and skills I want to learn along the way. So as long as I'm where I need to be in five years, I'm good, right? That doesn't mean I take my time over five years developing the skill set. It just means in five years, I want to be here. If I get there sooner, great. But for now, it's five years. And, you know, I'm not saying that you in social media, you want to develop that skill set over five years. But there's stuff you could be doing every single day to get better at that skill. And if you don't have any results from it, it's because you're not investing time in developing the skill. Yeah. Right? Well, and that's no like disrespect, it, bro. But if you can do it, anybody can do it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The difference you know. is you fucking wanted to do it. You didn't have to do it. You wanted to do it. Big yeah. difference. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, it's, it's not even like you need to set, like, like the timeline shouldn't almost matter. It should be uh, how much skill am I learning or how much skill am I adding every day? Um, you know what I mean? Right. So yeah. 
instead of it being like, oh, you know, in three years I should do this or in six months I should do that or whatever, it shouldn't matter. It should just be like, you know, how much further did I get today than yesterday? And how do I get at least that far or more tomorrow? And what happens is it's a snowball effect. It really is, right? So almost uh, like it's a lifestyle change. Yeah. Yeah, I would say it was lifestyle change. Yeah. And what happens is as you build more skills in different segments, so like let's take door knocking and let's take cold calling and warm calls and social media and turning conversations into clients and elevator patient. Yep. Right. And what happens is as you start to get a little bit better at one of those other skills, it bleeds into all the other ones that you're working on. So it's almost like a compounded interest where, you know what, does, is door knocking fun? I, I would say no. Right. But does it build your quick conversation skills? Absolutely. Does that help you with your warm calls? For sure. Does it does help that, you with rejection? A hundred percent. Massively. Consistency, yeah. dedication. Um, and then even into your social media, right? By putting out the social media that you're working for your buyers every day, knocking doors, one, you're putting your face on video, you're looking at being out there in real time, talking to the camera and showing your audience what you do, right? So it's like that skill is helping build and contribute to other skills and other forms of prospecting and so on and so on and so on. So, you know, it's not, I have to be good at this in an X amount of time. It's a, did I get better at it yesterday? And how do I get even better today and before we wrap up i'm gonna go back to what i asked you what the number one thing is and you said learning how to develop the skills and if you look at people in our industry let's take a thousand people i'd say 10 percent or less have the ambition and drive to get better every day and so if you're looking at hey i got all these skills i want to learn that's great, but you yourself have to know and understand and get better at wanting to do and execute getting better at those skills. Because if you don't have the drive and you don't have the commitment and you don't have the discipline, I don't care what skill you're trying to develop, you're Mr. or Mrs. Excuses. That's what you are. Oh, I want to get better at door knocking. Oh, it's a nice day out. I'm not going to go door knocking today. I'm going to make five excuses so I don't have to door knock, right? That's a mindset that is locked in, locked in and concrete foundationally secured in 90 plus percent of agents, Mr. And Mrs. Excuses as to why I'm not going to build a skill set today. I'm going to do other things, right? Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. And that that's, that's great. I'm glad that that was your number one. And for those listening, I did. We did not even set that up. It was like, <laughs> it was beautiful. But, uh, but you can't set that kind of stuff up with me. <laughs> yeah, but but it's you know I always I'm a hockey guy, so I always put it back into hockey terms. You know, you yeah. can't ask players that you're coaching to to play or football or soccer or bat any type of sport that's team oriented. You can't ask the players to execute a plan if they don't have the skill set to execute the plan, right? Yep. And in our business, you can't ask an agent to go in and negotiate a contract when they don't have the skill set to negotiate the contract, right? Oh, and yeah. so that's a huge skill. So what do you do? You become an expert in negotiation, yep. right? And, right? Yeah. And that's a big one. I 
I um, you know, I'm very fortunate to attend these big conferences that EXP puts on, and uh, I can't speak to other um, other bro- brokerages and whatever how they put theirs on. Well, I guess you would know because you've been to the Royal LePage ones, right? Yeah. Is it is it educational based at those ones, or is it is it rah rah, or what what's it like at those ones? So, um, to be honest with you, I never went to any of them because. <laughs> Uh, 16 years at, at Royal LePage, great company. Uh, I helped them. I helped my brokers build their business deal by deal, as did everybody else. Um, education was very traditional. Um, they're not up to speed on the stuff that everyone's doing um, because you got these silver foxes who are now done with real estate, teaching new dogs old tricks, which is not good for business. Uh, so I would always get feedback from people and I'd be like, uh, you know, what was the conference like? Oh, it was a lot of rah, rah, you know, they got these, you know, I got them too, these useless awards for, for their, 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 um, their work efforts, which is great. They're not worth anything other than an ego boost for 24 hours amongst your peers. Cause nobody really knows and understands what those awards mean. Um, but uh, I did attend my first ever real estate conference last November with you. Oh, shit. And, and yeah, exactly. Right. Because my time and energy and money was better spent on building me than spending money to go away with other people who were like-minded, but I wasn't like-minded. Right. They were all about, oh, it's the annual blah, blah, blah awards. I'm getting an award. Well, if I, that happened to me, I'd be like, mail it to my house. I got shit to do, right? I got people to invest in. So this past November, when we went to our first event, I was blown away, like blown away. Now, I physically never got to attend any of the big box events because I didn't care for them. But this one was my first in ever in the business which is crazy. And I learned so much coming out of that. And I've been in the business for a long time. I learned a ton of stuff. And when I came back, I was, man, I was ready to go. There were no awards or any of this shit at this event. There was, there was just value and it was just, it was deep. Like it was really good Intel. Uh, And the other thing I, I learned is that you can be on stage with 200 people in the room and wear a hoodie, Jordans, and gym shorts and still get fucking respect from people. I couldn't believe you did that. And you weren't even supposed to be on stage. I'm walking in looking for your ass, and I can't find you, but I can hear you. And I'm like, what the hell? I look up on stage, and there's Air Jordan uh, telling 200 people in the room that their social media sucks, and everyone's (laughs) laughing, and he's magnetically got them. This is Sean, by the way, I'm talking about, folks. And, and I'm sitting at the back filming this laughing. And the guy besides me goes, do you know that guy? I'm like, yeah, he's my partner. And they're like, holy crap. And then when we tried to leave the room together, we had 20 agents around us. Like, it was crazy. And those 20 agents all wanted to know. They were, like, super hungry. Like, what are you doing? How are you doing this? And it's funny because all the whole time we were there, Sean, we had people around us asking questions and hanging out and collaborating and finding out ways to get better every day. That yeah. is what that money was well spent on for me and, and for you. Uh, that's money well spent. 
Oh, massively. Right. And, and that's kind of what, what I was circling around about the, the skills though, is, uh, you know, newer agents, especially, but one, one of my biggest takeaways from that conference, uh, was I, cause it, there's a bunch of breakout rooms and each breakout room is teaching something different. And I happened to wander into one where it was uh, team leads and these are monster teams, monster, monster, monster teams. And we're talking about billions of dollars of transactions a year, right? Like yep. billions, not millions, but billions. Billions. Yeah, like massive, massive, ma- like like the, the true top of the top in the entire North America on stage. And um, they did like a little, uh, like a Q&A after and only, I couldn't believe maybe 20 people stuck around for the q and I'm like, this is where the gold is. I'm like, wait. Who cares about the presentation, right? Uh, and anyways, somebody asked a question about new agents and training and onboarding and so on. And one of the responses from one of the team leads uh, was that nobody should do their first 20 deals on their own. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, yeah, but you know, you can get your way through it. And the best way to learn is hands-on and blah, blah, blah. And what his response was is you might be able to get the deal done, but you're not going to be able to max out your education from that deal. Whereas somebody that's supervising you or in on it or on the side helping or whichever capacity that you're going to help with, uh, the lessons that you can extract from that deal are far more important than closing the deal. And I have two agents now that both closed their first deal in the last couple of weeks. And they both message me like, oh my God, I closed my first deal. They're pumped. They're excited. I'm excited. We're all excited. Right. First deal is an exciting thing. And I said, why didn't you bring me in? Right. And like, oh, well, I didn't need you. You taught me so well in this and this and this. I said, okay, like, good job. You closed the deal. Like, let's, let's celebrate the win. But now let's talk about the real thing that should have been. And did we max out the lesson from that deal? And I go, what'd you learn? And like, well, I, I don't know. I just kind of just got our way through it. I'm like, okay, well, then you, you actually lost that deal. You might've got the commission, but you lost the deal. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because you, you, what skill set when you did the postmortem on the deal, what skill set did you learn? Right. Yeah. What did you learn? What'd you learn? And that's exactly right, right? So uh, whenever someone's doing their first 20 deals or even for our business, our first 20 recruits, you should never do it alone. Never, never. And even if you do, great job. Like great job by doing it on your own. But you probably did yourself and your business overall a huge disservice because you probably didn't extract the most amount of information possible. Yeah. And the beauty about what we do is a lot of people in our group never walk alone. Like they're always, there's, they're always uh, around to help each other. And uh, you know, you do, do, you do to get people doing things their own way. And we have systems SOP set, set up so that people can do, but like you just said, we encourage everybody to work together because you'll get further ahead working together than you will working alone. And that is your point. Sean's saying, hey, you did a deal. Great job. You, you, you closed. Awesome. But did you get further ahead? Be, be, you know, you worked alone. Did you get further ahead? Or would you have gotten further ahead by working with somebody else to get the deal done? The outcome's still the same on, on, on commissions and everything. But was there a gap in learning that you did yourself a disservice on? Right? So it's a good point. That's a really good point. And don't be scared to ask for help. I mean, I find with a lot of brokerages out there, like I've said this a thousand times, everyone in the office plays for the name on the back. They don't play for the name on the front. And uh, 
you know, having a sports background, I, I always, always, always play for the name on the front. It's not about me. It's about us. And that's a big, big difference in how you, that's a skill too, by the way, um, is putting others ahead of yourself. Right. I, I wear your brand more than I wear mine. <laughs> I know. I see videos of you online and I'm like, yeah, that's a sharp looking half zip you got there. <laughs> But it's funny because I, I, every time somebody in my group gets a hats or something made, I'm like, give me one. I want to wear that shit. I, I want to represent it, you know? And uh, I, I think it's great that we, who does that in another brokerage? Like nobody, but we're all here to represent each other and get better every day and, and develop skills. And uh, I know you got a busy day and so do I, I'm, I'm flying back to the GTA today to cold weather. And I got a bunch of stuff to do, so we'll probably wrap up now. But, uh, you know, you got to have the skills to pay the bills. And uh, this has been a great, uh, a great episode uh, that we did today. And, um, you know, if you guys uh, have anybody that wants to uh, reach out and talk to Sean or myself about your business, uh, let us know. Uh, for those that are, 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 are obviously, if you're in our group, it's, it's a daily thing. But if you're not in our group, let us know. And, um we look forward to seeing you guys on the next one. Thanks, Sean. It's been great, buddy. All right. Till next time. Yeah.